she's training a class. She yeah. knows that people are going to be coming in. Does she think somebody's coming in early to help her out and is playing a prank on her? I don't know. Right. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. It makes me, just gives me the chills. So. Hello, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Banter, the podcast aimed at bringing you your dose of murder relaxation. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. my episode yeah no i know exactly wow. hello everybody <laughs> welcome to the true crime banter podcast Hi. my name is are we doing this yes again? my name is riley and I'm christian that's christian over there she will be covering tonight's case on do you have a a, a teaser or do you just want to give I the do. name i'm so prepared today you guys you don't even know all right go Get right ready. ahead Here give us that teaser this is the sad story of a beautiful woman mom and wife whose life was cut way too short. A vital member of her community was going about her day like any other, waking up early to make an impact. She could have never known she was being hunted. Dun, and dun, there it dun. is. Yep. There's the teaser. Thank you. Uh, everybody ob- obviously listening to this already knows the name of the case. Yeah. Missy Beavers. Uh, this is a case pretty popular, so I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. But before we do... I've got some some banter for you. Oh, you do? Just a bit of banter. Do you want to do a bit of banter today? You tell me. No, go for it. Oh, okay. All right. It's just a question. Okay. That, a question that I saw on, (laughs) where did I see this? Where did I see this? I can't even remember where I saw this question, but it was like a, if you found a box that had everything you had ever lost in your life inside of it. What's the first thing you would go to look after or look for? Socks. I've lost so many socks. That's that's the first thing you would go for, though. Go for? Yeah, like oh, I know, like, grab? like or like search grab? for. It. Be like, oh, this is a box oh. of my lost things. Because I know I've lost. Oh, I thought like, you meant just like what's the first thing that you would see. Oh like, yeah, I would Probably see so many socks. socks. Like yeah, I yeah. have so many cool socks I've lost. Yeah, but um, what's like like. Basically, what's something you've lost that really meant a lot to you? And actually, I know... I don't have anything, I don't think. Okay. I'm pretty good at keeping track of my shit. You wouldn't think so, but I've kept you're a right. lot of important so. stuff. I know. Just kidding. No, I, I, you're pretty good at it. Yeah, um, I haven't lost like anything. All right. Mine would be a pink iPod that I had <laughs> in like seventh grade. And that's the what? episode. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, okay, I didn't no, know. Just think you were because, say that. just because. Uh, I'm not hating on it. It's okay? one of the. Uh, I'm, I'm like you. I try to keep track of most of the things that like are important, quote unquote, important yeah. to me. Well, things that are like worth money too. Yeah, like, there's I'm, not a lot of things that I've lost that. Yeah. that I'm like, oh man, like that sucked losing. Yeah. But I do know, it was in like seventh grade. I got this this pink iPod Nano in junior high and i thought it was like the coolest thing ever i always wanted an ipod for some reason but i remember like probably within the first two months of having it i went to the movie theaters and i had it in like my basketball shorts and i i just remember that it slipped out of my basketball shorts in between the seats without me knowing Mm -hmm. because by the time i got home i didn't have it wow and imagine I what bet. it would be like, like the playlist that I had. I or know, like to find that. Yeah. yeah. Just a lot of T-Pain and Chris Brown, I'm sure. <laughs> Just a lot of... I can't even say anything because that was me too. I had a lot of that stuff. But also, that was back before like uh, like now, all your music's on your phone kind of thing. Yeah, That's streaming. back before you had important information on things. 
Like now you're like debit card information is stored on your phone oh, if someone your, finds yeah, right, it right, or right, right. like back then it was just music. Okay. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like whatever. It'd just be like, it would be a, like a mini time capsule yeah. of what you were interested in when it came to music. And if anything, and it, it would just suck that all your effort was gone too. And depending if you pirated music or not, all your money what would be gone too. What are you talking <laughs> about? What is LimeWire? I have no idea. Yay viruses. Yeah. <laughs> Yay Dane Cook albums. Yeah. That's pr- pretty much all I can't talk about him anymore. He's... He's been canceled. Really? Yeah. We'll talk later. Many a times? <laughs> okay, we'll we'll discuss it later. Okay. Uh, but listen, back in 2006, he was not canceled. Yeah, So true. A lot of people weren't Kelly canceled at, at one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, okay. D- you had shout-outs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, these few comments, um, I'll save them for the next time. This is kind of a long case, so I don't want to get too much into the comments. But these few comments were left on the last case that we did, which is the one you did, which is Maddie Clifton. Yes. So yes. I'm anyway, these are all from there. So one of our OGs, actually, these are all our OGs, actually. Birdie underscore Hunter underscore Hawaii said, keep the banter. It's in the name. Amen. So that yeah, we ended up talking that about like people probably, complaining. Our last case, we were like, yeah, that's probably in response to the fact that we do. I do put like a longer clip now yeah. before the case begins. So anybody that wants to skip the banner, you can feel free to skip it. Yeah, and uh, if you're listening right now, you didn't skip it. So yeah, I was gonna say then <laughs> you didn't do that. Good job. And if you're about to, then bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then another OG, Michelle GB Packer fan said, "Welcome back. It was so nice to hear your voices in these past two episodes. I missed y'all. Both these cases Aww. are so devastating. P.S. Don't stop the banter. Oh yeah, and my parents had a king size waterbed in the late 1980s. It was deaf the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then the Brie." Who is another one that's yes. been around for yeah, She's yeah. actually my, my friend from high school. Um, she said, what'd she say? She said something like, I didn't write it down because it was like, it was just about the waterbed. But it says something like, my parents had a waterbed too. It was super cool or something like that. <laughs> Real Which, original with the, the case. The case that we just covered is super, super, super sad. It's about a young girl that was found dead, whatever, yep, you know. Yep. But go back and listen to it. I don't want to give away too much, but there was... The fact that a waterbed was played involved. a big part, I guess, in yes. this. Um, and that kind of brought up a lot of memories and like nostalgia yep. for some people. So that was kind of like the talking point. Not that the murder was Surrounded less than around, that, yeah, but yeah. it was, yeah, people were really like, whoa, I forgot about waterbed. So that was kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, topic. the waterbed really didn't play a huge part in the case at all. It well, could have been a regular bed. Yeah, true, true, but true. The fact that it was a waterbed just. Yeah. Again, I, I started that case by by asking people to put themselves in uh, almost like that time period yeah. or era, and that the waterbed really does it for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, as you you explain, yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, I had a little <laughs> bit of a banter, but I think I'm going to wait till next time because it's actually a documentary that I wanted to bring up to people. That is kind of in this realm of true crime ish. Kind of nobody died, but people were like very like harmed. emotionally and like it's kind of a long thing um but it's something i'm watching right now but i'm only halfway through so maybe i'll just wait till next time i'll have more to talk about yeah on the next episode on next week's episode uh come on back she'll take care of the banter and we're gonna find out about that documentary that you are teasing us with (laughs) 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 i mean yeah it's dramatic i can't yeah anyway Anyway, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyways, how about we uh, we get to the case yeah, of? Let's do it. Terry Beavers better known as Missy, was one of those people who selflessly gave herself to those around her and never asked for anything in return. Not only was she a vital part of her hometown church, located in Midlothian, Texas, but she was involved in charity and ran a small workout class called Camp Gladiators, where she was the trainer. Years ago, way before our story takes place, Missy had graduated from college with a bachelor's in science, and after venturing out into the world, she met her now husband, Brandon Beavers. 
After the two married, Missy found herself wanting to further her education, so she went back to school and got her certificate in special education. Not too long after that, they had their first daughter, and Missy found herself a stay-at-home mom, a whole new calling in life she had been longing for. As the years passed, two more daughters joined, and Missy now found herself a stay-at-home mother to three young girls. She absolutely loved her little family, but as her girls grew older, she found herself yearning for something more. She had always been a natural giver and felt like she wanted to spread her kindness even further than just her household. This is when she became heavily involved in the fitness community, and she started her training to become a personal trainer for Camp Gladiator. This is exactly where 45-year-old Missy Beavers was on the morning of April 18, 2016. She had gotten herself up bright and early to be at her local church by 4 a.m. to set up the room she used for her fitness class that would promptly start at 5. It was just another day, or it was supposed to be. Just after 5 a.m., one of Missy's students pulled up for their class. They walked inside to the assigned room, and what they discovered wasn't anything they could have prepared for. There, on the ground, covered and surrounded by blood, was the body of Missy Beavers. After 911 was called and paramedics arrived, she was pronounced dead at the scene. Of course, this was an absolute shock to her family, friends, her church, and her loyal fitness community. This was a woman loved by all, and now she was just gone. I couldn't imagine, like, walking into a fitness class. Yeah. Thinking that, okay, let's fucking get after it today. And yeah, then that's right. What you, you probably took your pre-workout, like how we yeah. do, and we're like, get all pumped, ready to go. Yep. People probably have their, like, pump-up playlist ready. And, and I, don't, I don't know how other down. people are, but, like, I have a job that I have to be up super early. And, well, most of the time. And there's something about, like, being up that early and other people will like know this there's just something about being up that early where it's like you're up for anyone else the air is like super crisp there's mm-hmm. like no sounds out and the sky super clear i don't know there's just something about it and it kind of gets you like all pumped up and ready to go yeah it's like that i mean you can get at midnight ish too where it's just like yeah true everything's dead especially of. if you're out like walking around and the streets are dead and stuff i don't know there's something yeah. about it but like those uh, like snow days where yeah, exactly. no cars yeah. are out. Super it's just, quiet. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, these people that have been going to this class uh, for her training sessions had been going for a while. So I can just imagine they probably had, they did this every week. This mm-hmm. is just something they get ready for. And then this is what they find. Missy had many puncture wounds to her head and chest, explaining why there was so much blood found on and around her. She also had intense defensive wounds, showing that she fiercely fought back. They didn't really have any theories to go on. This was a bizarre and random attack in what was supposed to be an extremely safe town. But, with a quick glance around, police noticed that the church had video cameras. Convenient. Now, we've all gotten our hopes up here before, right? With cameras. Some are just for show. Some of the footage is taped over every 24 hours, whatever it is, you know. But in this case, we actually had footage. Now, because I love you guys, I'm going to walk you through this. <laughs> this case is a very popular case, so chances are you've either seen a ton of the footage or you've at least seen clips. But for anybody that hasn't seen it, I'm just going to paint you like a little fucked up picture about this, okay? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I will say... Uh, when you brought up this case, the name, yeah. Missy Beavers. Because I wanted you to do this one forever. Yes. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's a good case. Yeah. But when you brought it up, I was like, which, which one is that? Because there's a few of them that I have memories of, a few names that I, I confuse or yeah. swap, uh, yeah. you know, cases with. Yeah. And immediately you type in the name and yep. a clip of the footage pops up and you don't forget. No. You know, it instantly what case we're talking about and this isn't footage of someone getting attacked this isn't a robbery thing that you see somebody getting held up this is weirdly less exciting than that but somehow Mm -hmm. insanely creepy yeah and something i've never seen before or since yep and it's it's very easy to go onto youtube type in missy beavers and you'll it'll every clip 
will mostly be yeah. this. And all of, um, not all of the footage has been released because police have to keep some of that to themselves. But what is out there is actually still quite a bit. Yeah. But mainly what you find out there was released because the police were using that as something that they wanted people to watch on the news when it was first released because they wanted you to try to identify the person. Yeah, there's so. a lot of info. Uh, throughout it and so um, i'm gonna let you describe yeah. it obviously yeah, yeah. And, but if you guys do want to get uh, a more in-depth look at it yeah. you can go look at it yourselves right. as well. so like i said for anyone that hasn't seen it this is kind of how it starts so you press play you see a very normal hallway that you would expect in a church vinyl floors flyers on poster boards on the hallway benches little trash can and then you see what appears to be a man now, speculation as to whether this is a man or a woman has come out because the person is disguised and covered, and so they can't say it is or is not a man or woman. So that's kind of why. But for storytelling's sake and based off my visual analysis, it looks like a dude. It looks like a dude. So I'm just going to call it a him this whole time. I don't really okay. care. So. Yeah. yeah. Description of the man. He is completely covered. When I tell you you can't see anything on him, you can't see anything. There's no skin, there's no eyeballs, there's no anything. Normally, I wouldn't bring this up because who cares? And we're not about body shaming over here, but when it's a murder, I will shame all day. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I do, I do want to say real quick that there is a lot of contention, not contention, but like you said, speculation about whether it's a man or a woman. Yeah. Um, the fact that they can't truly identify it is one of the mysteries about the the video itself right um obviously you i'm on board with you that i will get into it a little bit further as to why i think it's a man also yeah um, and so if anybody's out there like they don't know they don't know if it's a man or a woman like that know this case and are really yeah, like right. holding on to that fact we understand we get it yeah you know we're not making any right real assumptions we're just kind of going off of what we yeah but i'm like of, yeah but also yeah, I'm 99% sure it's a dude. Yeah. It just looks like a fucking dude. Yeah, but, and, yeah. and if you want to know why. Yeah, we'll just keep listening. But also, yeah. these shows are about like your opinions and stuff, and that's just mine. So, yeah. Um, like I said, we're not about body shaming, but if you really want to like have a picture painted, this is like a very stocky person. They're they're thick with oh, like yeah. three C's, right? Yeah. Like this is a thick person. Um, and when he turns to the side, you can definitely see like a protruding pot belly on this guy. As far as clothing goes. Starting from the feet, he's seen wearing very tall black combat boots, black pants, and a black long sleeve top that is underneath what appears to be a black bulletproof vest. On the back of the vest, it said the word police. He's also wearing black gloves and what almost looks like, like a motorcycle helmet, kind of. It basically looks like riot gear minus the protection shield they usually carry. Not to mention, it looks like he's carrying, like, a hammer, like a fucking hammer in his right hand. As far as his actions go, I kind of wish I had something more exciting to bring to you, but it's just him walking around, which adds to this whole thing because he's not really doing anything, but it's the anticipation of the video that you know how it ends. Exactly. Yeah. And that, you know, I'll let you keep yeah. going on. And he's walking around slowly, like very slowly. He does not appear to be in any rush at all. He does not seem to be concerned, like even slightly, nope. that he's going to be interrupted or, be, in or, yeah, or yeah. be caught by anyone. He slowly walks up to a door, checks the handle. If it's locked, he tries a few more times before slowly turning to try the next door. It's almost like a tad robotic. If it's unlocked, he opens the door and slowly looks around. He then calmly heads to the next door. Camera by camera, shot by shot, he repeats this process, all while taking his sweet time. There's only minutes of this um, footage that is out there, but it's said based off what police have in their possession that he did this for about a half hour before he encountered Missy. So for a half hour, what you guys are seeing, if you go look up the footage, we'll post a little bit of it too on the Instagram when we do this, but... Um, what you're seeing, just imagine him doing that for an entire half hour. And it's just so creepy. Weird. Yeah. Just weird. And for me watching this, it was so stressful to know that on the other side of the church, 
Missy is just like probably putzing around, getting mm-hmm. her stuff together, probably singing to herself like I would, you know, just like, you know, setting herself up, probably got some music going, trying to get herself pumped up. And I just can't even like mentally put myself in the state where you're just doing something you would normally do a thousand times and you just turn around and there's just like a dude with a hammer and like full gear, which is like, like you would just know you're dead. Like you would just know I'm so fucked. Like that's- you're trapped in a room. And she's she's not a big lady. She's very small. No. Yeah. And I agree. It is a weird. I mean, there's a lot of situations where people end up dying or badly injured, and it's exactly what you're talking about. You're just doing something that you do. Yeah. You know, every day consistently, and once something goes wrong, whether yeah. it's driving to work, yeah, you know, getting into your car, or uh, I don't know, going for walk, walking your dog, yeah, anything could happen at any moment and yeah you know life-changing or sadly life-ending right i agree it the creepiness is added to that when you know what uh, is about to transpire exactly after police review the disturbing footage they're able to put together somewhat of a timeline at the scene police had found a side door pried open using some kind of crowbar They saw on the footage the suspect breaking in at about 3.50 a.m. This is when his creepy movements start, so it all matches up. Upon further review, investigators notice the suspect walks with a slight limp and his feet are turned outwards. This is something that I didn't notice when I first saw this footage maybe a year or two ago. This was, I was just watching him do creepy stuff. The last thing I was looking at was his feet. And then once I heard this, I was like, oh, I totally see it now. And Mm -hmm. in some of it, you can see him kind of like leaning on a wall a little bit. And people think like because of his limp or maybe an injury or something he had, he's trying to keep himself up and kind of stabilize himself. So these are all clues that people are kind of like trying to match together. See if it kind of points to anybody they may know. Things you can kind of put out to the public. More things that causes speculation as you watch this. Yeah. Something else that was noticed in the footage was his purposeful attempt to damage property during his walk around the church. Um, In some footage, he is seen just like hitting random walls and hitting glass windows and just like random shit that has nothing to do with anything. What some people think is either he was trying to make this look like some kind of a crime that it wasn't, whether it was like some kind of... Somebody was coming in to trash a place or yeah, didn't like account vandalism. Yeah, didn't account for the footage, didn't account for the camera, so he was trying to make it look like something that it wasn't going to be. Or some people think that he was trying to make sounds on purpose to like get somebody to come out and see what it was mm. so that he didn't have to search room by room. That's kind of where I'm leading. But, you know. Well, I mean, if you if you you know, we're kinda getting into ideas of what could or couldn't have happened but um, that's kind of how i'm gonna do this when we're going through it because there's so many things yeah and there's so many theories because there's so weird so much of the shit is just like why would you even do that like some things you might understand Mm -hmm. if somebody as sad and as cruel as the outcome may be in some kind of murder case you you may be like okay i get why he would do that i get why somebody in a staged robbery would pull out drawers because they want to make it look like that but they didn't do the next step which is taking stuff out of the drawers actually taking things whatever it is you can kind of see yeah that some of this shit just seems pointless so really all you can do is guess why they would mm-hmm. be doing and it. i th- i think uh talking about like his nonchalantness just going through this hallway with yeah. no and keeping, uh, conviction really right just almost like a come out come out wherever you are type thing yeah it, it's either his one pace is so slow almost like almost like they're bored yeah exactly no this is exactly what it is that's which a great description if i put myself into a uh a bored intruder's body or mind yeah maybe you'll be like i wonder what this does and just swing the hammer yeah. or something you know and be like i want to break that you know yeah. you've already done true step one and if he's so like mentally out of it and just thinking he has all the time in the world why not yeah yeah and then now when you talk about hoping somebody uh you know steps out yeah to ins- inspect what these noises they're hearing yeah that kind of plays into if if they do have an injury or a limp yeah it'd be easier to get the victim to come to you rather True. than you yeah chasing them yeah you also i guess kind of run the risk of hitting something 
drawing attention and the victim is so far away that they have time to get away when they come out and see you. So there's kind of that too. But something else that was noticed is that he never actually enters any of the rooms of the doors that he's opening, which is something I didn't even think about until I watched this again after hearing it. And I was like, oh yeah, he just kind of opens it and just kind of like looks in it from outside of the doorway and then just keeps going. He doesn't even like step into the room. He just opens it, it, looks, keeps going. It reminds me... And you're right, because it makes you wonder, is this somebody who knows the church? Yeah. And they know that there's nothing valuable in these rooms. I'm not going to waste my time going into these rooms. Yeah. But the way that he kind of, uh, like you said, kind of jiggles the doors if they're locked a few times. It's like uh, the Scream movies, if people have watched them, where (laughs) it's like they're hiding inside of a room and he's just casually walking towards it, looks around for a second and decides, nope, I don't see anybody. On to the next room. Kind yeah. Of. Like, in real life, that person, if they, they know you're in there, they're just going to go in and, yeah, and find course, you. Yeah, of course, yeah. Investigators also notice that the perpetrator seems to know where he's going. He doesn't seem to aimlessly wander. Like, he seems to know exactly where he's going and what order he wants to go. And he doesn't seem to, like, change his mind in the middle of walking around, like, check where he's going. Be like, oh, wait, I meant to go over here or kind of get turned around or look around. Because you know how some places have, like, signs like restroom or okay. main lobby or there's those kinds of things? He wasn't, like, looking around like, oh, maybe I'll try over here. It was just very, like, door by door. He knew where he was going that eventually made his way over right. to her room. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that that, again, kind of plays into, like, it seems like they know the area yeah and that's the police think that this is somebody that has been to the church before so there's a lot of theories that are going on but we can get into those oh i'm sure we will (laughs) something that played a big part in this theory was the fact that missy was a public figure not like running for mayor kind of public figure but she just like many of us and also small business owners use social media in a way to get her face out there and keep people in the loop As we know, this comes with its ups and downs. Many times, people sharing their location or sometimes even where they work or or home address has led to crimes of all sorts. Something that I find like kind of eerie too and kind of one of those like weird, what do you call it? What's the whole like stepping on a butterfly or something? You know what I'm talking about? Change the course of Uh things. Like you just never know how one small thing and something different can play. But all of Missy's workouts before this had been outside. Okay. And there's a little, like, grassy lot, like, next to the church. But she had checked the forecast the night previous and saw that it was going to rain. So she last minute posted on Facebook that they were going to do it inside the church that day. And there is, like, a almost now infamous post from her. I believe it's the same one where it says, yeah. if it's raining, we're still training or yeah. something like that. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, actually, because I forgot what it was. I was going to bring it up, so yeah. I'm glad you remembered. I'm like, I knew it was catchy. I knew it was something, but yeah. So this could be one of those really weird coincidences or it really could have been someone was like watching, but well, like mm-hmm. I said, there's so many ideas on this case. Footage from inside the church wasn't all the police had. The church also had cameras outside as well. What appeared on camera just before the break-in was a light-colored Nissan Altima. On the bumper was a pretty large sticker under the license plate area, but they couldn't make it out what it is. Um, so they couldn't really like advertise, but it is seen to be like an oval shape. Police decided to pull surveillance footage from surrounding businesses in around that same time frame that this car was seen. And... Hours before the attack had happened, um, they found what they think is the same car at a local sporting goods store just like right down the road. And it shows the car pulling into the parking lot. Empty, of course, because it's like two in the morning, something like that. Right. And the lights turn off and the cars in park and it's there for it said several moments. I don't know what that means to them, but it said several moments, and then the car is seen turning on again, turning on the lights, and heading out. So, a still frame of this car has been released, but the driver has never been identified or come forward. And I kind of put in here, like, what are the chances that a random car is in the parking lot around the same time of this murder, 
that, that would just similar. happen to yeah exactly and I'm like i just it's gotta be a it. car that just happens to pull in and then leave at the same time that a murder's happening like you know yeah uh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not any footage or, or security camera tape of the rear of the the car in the sporting goods though where they can see that exactly same it just looks like the sticker. same kind of car yeah yeah which again driving around that early in the morning uh even though there is you know a number of nissan altimas that exist out there yeah to be driving in the same area at the same time yeah there is a good chance i think that yeah it's probably and this is where time of day really helps out because how many yes. people are driving that time of day yep yeah so like I mentioned before, Missy was loved by everyone. So who would want to do this and what was the motive? Like every other investigation, of course, the husband was questioned. Brandon had actually left the day before boarding a flight to Biloxi. Kind of a weird name. Yeah. I didn't know how to, Biloxi, Mississippi, for an annual fishing trip at noon. And he had arrived that evening about 730. He called Missy about 930 to say goodnight and phone records back this up. So the husband's cleared. Well, at least his own two hands didn't do it right. We can't always right. rule out that just because they weren't present doesn't mean it wasn't, they didn't have a friend do it or something. Yeah, you, there are too many cases. Right. Sometimes it's not a coincidence that the spouse They're gone, exactly. Going back to, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the case, Henry <laughs> McCabe, his wife was, was out, out of, of town. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. so if you guys want to hear about that, go back. I don't remember what episode. Yeah, especially Henry if McCabe. you're into aliens. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's the first mention. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it isn't a coincidence that yeah. the significant other is uh, not present. N- not that at we're the time. saying the wife did it, because there's no proof in that case either. But it's just another example yeah, of the wife lot, being out of yeah. town. Yes. Yes, she has not been charged or yes, anything. Yes, sorry, for that. I'm no, not. Uh, it's okay. But actually, maybe she has. You'll never know unless you go back and listen. Okay. Anyway. But no. Police looked into this theory pulling the Beaver's financial records to try and find any large cash withdrawals related to a possible murder-for-hire plot, but nothing. Something extremely weird that came to light during questioning of the family. Turns out, Missy's father-in-law, Brandon's dad, had dropped off a blood-covered shirt at his local dry cleaners. Hmm. The dry cleaner had recently seen the news footage about Missy and put the last names together, plus it's a small town, and contacted police to report the stained shirt. Which, thank God. I, yes. It's too many people. I, I, I know. Sadly, too many people ignore it or... Yeah, I, in the past, I would be that person and be like, oh, that's weird. Anyway, <laughs> you would. Like, you would. Years I ago, see that. now that we're doing this podcast, I'm like, yeah. no, you see something, you should probably say something. Yeah, about everything. It doesn't even just apply to bloody shirts. Well, like, whatever it is. People being assholes say something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shit we could go into. <laughs> but anyway. Or if you see a dog in the street, pull over. Or two That's dogs. That's another story. Definitely pull over. Anyway. When questioned, the father-in-law, Randy, had said that his chihuahua had been attacked by another dog that day. And the blood was from his dog when he had rushed her to the vet. So police got a warrant for the shirt. And when tested, the results came back as canine blood. Unlikely story. Confirming Randy's story. Also, super sad note, but the dog did end up passing away. Jesus, I did not you know that. I know. I know. Hmm. It's super sad. So not only is he dealing with his daughter-in-law being murdered, but his dog just fucking died. So, yeah, pretty fucking rough. Pile it on. Yeah. People thought that the video footage of the man limping looked a lot like Randy. So people were like, wait a second. He kind of has that limp. He's kind of a bigger guy. So they kind of started being like, wait a second. But Randy also had an alibi. He was in California when Missy was murdered. And he was able to supply pictures and eyewitnesses to back up. Yes. Yeah, which if I remember correctly, this was like almost one of those situations where everything just fit so well with the the father-in-law that he was almost assumed guilty without there ever being uh, a chance to be and he did he did do like kind of one of those uh like chris watts interviews where he's like on his front porch kind of thing you know um but in this case he was innocent but he was very much like i didn't fucking do this let's stop wasting time kind of thing you know something bizarre that came up during the questioning of the friends was when a close friend of missy's said that 
In the days leading up to her death, Missy had been receiving creepy messages on the site LinkedIn. Oh. Police, of course, were very intrigued by this, and after obtaining a warrant for her profile, they were unable to determine the identity of the creepy message sender. But they did find proof that Missy had been exchanging flirtatious and intimate messages with another LinkedIn user. But they couldn't figure out who that was either. Hmm. So I thought this was really weird that they couldn't figure out who either of them were. I'm like, is LinkedIn really that like Yeah, hard I'm to sorry. Crack? You're telling me there might be uh, a significant other other? Yeah. Right. Like there, so one's like potentially, piece. yeah, exactly. A potentially like creepy stalker guy. And then one's like a possible affair. So both are motives. Yes. And they just couldn't figure and out they who can't it was. Identify I searched of them. high and low for like LinkedIn, Missy Beavers, like all this, and like nothing. It just so those were dead ends too. Hmm. But Something Missy's family, right with that. when all of this came out and the police were like, yeah. We found some stuff on her pro like nobody knew anything about this and like her husband was like crushed to find out that she was like doing this with someone yeah, else you know but and I, she there was no proof that she went and met anybody or anything and i'm not trying to say excuses but it's no, so heartbreaking alone yeah. yeah to think that now you're grieving someone you know that you had a different idea of so you're kind of dealing with this like infidelity thing but also mm-hmm. they're gone it changes your outlook on yeah. the person and, and you don't have the opportunity yeah. to And her in-laws, so Brandon's parents were saying like they would have never thought that she would have done something like that, but they did state like we still love her. She's still a, a person. She well, wasn't yeah. perfect. We're not perfect. But I could see someone being like, you know, fuck that chick or whatever. Like I could see somebody else who isn't as sensitive being like, well, you know, that's what you get or like something stupid because people are so evil. In that situation, I'd be like, look at the person. Yeah, right? (laughs) No, yeah. So, But it was kind of nice that her family was like, listen, she was still still a good person, guys. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Someone that popped up on the police's radar, this is our final suspect, was a man by the name Bobby Wayne Henry. And I put in here, I said, doesn't he just sound like a serial killer? It's always like those three names. names. Yeah, Yeah, always. (laughs) They could all be first names. (laughs) He was a former officer for the Lancaster Police Department, and he happened to attend mass at the same church that Missy went to. He would have known the layout of the church, and he owned a similar car to the one seen leaving the parking lot on the morning of the murder. He also owned an old SWAT uniform, and he walked with a limp. The Midlothian police searched his house and arrested him in 2017, but not for the murder of Missy. He was in possession of multiple electronic devices that contained images of child pornography. He did, however, have an alibi for where he was during the murder. He was so much taller than the perpetrator was thought to be as well. So he's still a sick piece of shit, and he was arrested, so something was done about the porn charges and stuff, but he didn't kill Missy. Yeah, I I was, we're not doing a video version of this, yeah. but I was kind of doing like a check, check, check mark on right. my hand that yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you know, I know. you got this check you got a yep. limp check you got the yep. uniform check the the height um that's one of those things where i'm always like well, i guess i could like crouch down or if you're an officer you know that yeah um they're gonna use you know uh comparisons to the yeah. doorway and stuff to try to figure out just how tall yeah. this person is now if i don't know if you mentioned it they think this person is like from like five one or something like five, five eight five two to five eight okay yep which to me is like they also think that he was wearing shoes that were purposely too big for him bigger, to throw off right. people but to me that doesn't really make sense because he's not leaving footprints anywhere no but uh and i mean if there is footprints it maybe it makes them taller because combat boots are gonna make you a little bit taller right and then you got a helmet maybe, on maybe so that's you why you know. got that wide range then of heights then maybe. yeah yeah but also too if you go through all of this trouble, and let's just say he is somebody who is familiar with the church, you should know there's cameras. Yes. And this is, because he went through all this trouble to disguise himself, and he's just walking around like willy-nilly. The and only see, thing, maybe that's why so they're so willy-nilly about it, because they know, they feel confidently that they've disguised themselves enough that yeah. even the video cameras are in which they're not wrong, because they don't know who's done it yet. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, why would you be worried about footprints, but you're not stepping in anything but i guess like there is still they could be stepped in blood blood or something right yeah okay or if he was out if he was out 
footsteps yeah leading in because when it's he gonna was be breaking raining, in they found mud. multiple windows around the door that were broken into and they think that he did that prior to test if there was an alarm mm. before actually breaking into the church door itself that makes sense yeah and also just to get back on track I don't know if they ever actually ended up charging that officer with the child pornography charges. I, or I, I should say um, uh, not that he was charged, but I don't know if he was ever convicted for it or ever, like, faced. Because uh, oh. I, did, I did some quick research before this, and that was one of the things was, like, for some reason they never actually, he never, he's either still Weird. facing charges or was never. Yeah, I'll look that up because what I saw was that he was but he easily could have. He sure. easily could have. And he like, was held in jail for like appeal seventy or something. days. Okay. But I'll look that up. But as far as what we do know about this, we know Missy's husband and father-in-law did not have anything to do with this. Missy was in the public eye and let her location be known, which opened her up to potential creeps and dangerous people who wanted to find her alone. Missy had been hidden, hiding another part of her life, a part where she was being flirtatious with an unknown man. Which doesn't make her a bad person or deserving of any harm, of course. Um, but I'm also very interested to know about the creepy message, what it even said, what does one consider creepy? I don't mm-hmm. know if it just said, hey, you're hot. And like, he just kept messaging like, hey, you're sexy. Hey, let's go out yeah. sometime, whatever. And she was like, ew, no, or whatever. How was that workout? Or yeah, Things he like was that. like, I see you in that you look great in purple or whatever. Yeah, and that she, would be extra creepy. Yeah. And then what we don't know... Why this man, dressed in full riot gear, decided to break into a church and murder her, of course. Was this targeted? Was it a crime of opportunity? Mm-hmm. Because if, if he if it wasn't for Missy, who did he think he would find in a church at 4 a.m.? Yeah, and um, we maybe we kind of breezed over it. Um, but if this was a happenstance that she was there while he was trying to commit robbery or burglary... He didn't take anything. Exactly. Like we talked and about it yeah. briefly, but yeah, that that's one of the mysterious things about this is that it seems like all this person did was come in, yeah. break a bunch of things, not steal anything, and yeah. murder Missy Beavers. And not even like uh not even like break things in the sense that some people do when they're trying to stage a robbery. He just hit just the walls with a hammer. Randomly smashed like these little baby windows. They weren't even like big windows. And, yeah, just, like, randomly hit a wall with a hammer. It wasn't even like he was smashing up cabinets or breaking dishes or anything. Um, But, yeah, so, and, you know, that was one of the first things they thought before they found the footage was this was a robbery and she stumbled upon it. But there's no sign of entry before they had found that sign of entry that he came in, right? There was no broken windows near her. There was no anything. So this is all prior to finding the footage. Then on top of that, they had people who worked at the church go through. Nothing was stolen. Her wedding ring was also stolen in her hand, which was worth quite a bit of money, I guess. And also she had um, a lot of equipment that she used, like big like stereos. And her iPad oh, was still imagine, around yeah. her as well. Her iPhone and her iPad were right there. So, yeah. So that's another weird, mysterious thing. If if you are doing these things to make it look like a robbery, a.k.a. hitting the walls, breaking shit, then why you wouldn't would you take, take stuff to make yeah. it look like it, too? At least take a Which ring. Which is, I mean, we, we, you know, we see it a few times here and there where people who try to stage robberies forget to do the, the biggest thing, and that's yeah. steal stuff. Yeah. Something but else. But that's what we're okay, why are you trying to stage it as a robbery? That means you're actually yeah. there to harm her. And it could and be that he had like this whole else. plan to make it look like something and then something switched to him or his plan changed and he panicked and it turned into this whole thing that just doesn't make sense. And at one point it did make sense. Who knows? Maybe he panicked, forgot what he was supposed to be doing. I don't fucking know. Another thing is the the riot gear, I don't understand it. If you were anticipating one person, if you were anticipating a lot of people, I could see you using it as like a defense thing where if people were hitting you or trying to get you or whatever, the more thick clothing, the more like defensive tactical gear you have on like kind of works. But if you're doing it to like make sure no evidence or anything gets on you or you don't have anything on you get off of you, that kind of makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Obviously, to disguise, too. Because he is covered. Every inch of him is covered. This, I, this isn't like just gloves and a sweatshirt and a ski mask. No. This is like, I was thinking it's maybe... It's almost like he could 
have he could he could lose items and still be fully covered and you yeah, can't tell he what is layered, the race of the fully person layered. is. Yeah. And it almost looks like a lot of he's so layered that when he walks and it also because he is kind of a heavier guy, his arms are kind of out to the side, almost like a penguin. Like he has so much meat on his torso, mm-hmm. his arms kind of automatically stick out a little bit. And so maybe we can kind of get in right now a little bit of detail as to why we think it is a, a guy, why it, why it makes sense. Because one, Missy Beavers is leading these training classes, right? Yeah. So it's not like she's not in shape. Oh, so yeah, exactly. So it's not exactly. like your your every your typical average yeah, woman you, would just be able to walk you in. You picked on like her. a little firecracker, like athlete yeah Yeah. and then you add in the fact that you're choosing to wear this additional equipment on top of you yeah probably at least an extra 10 15 pounds of right swat gear you to then overpower her that's why i think it is yeah and he also didn't plan on doing any cardio not with that limp and how he walks like a penguin Mm -hmm. there's no way he could have outrun or caught up to anybody he would have just had to corner her in that room like he did. Yeah, There's no fucking that way. That is what happens. Which yeah. But they don't have actual footage of inside the room. Is that right? So people think that um, it's speculated, of course, that there is, and of course, like they can't show anything. Yeah, or, obviously not. Or there's footage of um, him entering the room, but they don't show any of that. What you find online is going to be the same everywhere because nothing even close yeah. to the actual interaction between them has been released. Yeah. It, I got, as you're describing what this person's wearing, I got kind of like goosebumps or chills because I'm imagining one being in 5 a.m., four, you know, 4 a.m. in a church and you come across a person wearing that. No, I Because know. I'm wondering, are they, are they trying to disguise themselves as police? Because obviously you're wearing the SWAT gear. Yeah, do, do if, you do you wonder what the interaction was between the two of yeah, them? Yeah, and that's I'm getting like them ooh, like, I am getting them again because like uh it's like I, a pit listen, in my I'm not trying to make this about me at all, but I think as a woman who has been up at these early hours and been by herself in in a location, I mean, you know, granted teaching a workout class in a church is not the same as a barista, but you are alone. I still have to go out, unlock the thing. I'm still outside and it's still completely pitch dark everywhere. Rarely do coffee stands have a ton of lighting around them. They're usually in these weird parking lots or whatever. And there's places people can hide. There's like when you're in the stand, people can try the door probably like if they think you're in there alone, like, I don't know. And I can just imagine like, she probably had a key. They probably gave mm-hmm. her a key because they trusted her. So she probably thought there's no fucking way anyone's getting in here because no one has a key except me. This isn't like a church yeah. is just open to the public. And she had no idea that on the other side of the building, someone was breaking down the door. Right. And so now put yourself in those footsteps of that person then walking in. Yeah. Do you think and first are you... Obviously, you're like, how can I help you kind of? Yeah. And... Or like, uh, what is this? Or like, what are you doing? Or like, are, yeah, which, are you the police? Like, I feel like my first thing would be I would be so innocent about it. I'd be like, is something wrong? Like, I would almost think you're here because something bad happened. Like, yeah. you're here to get me out of here because something happened and you need me to get out of the building. I don't know. Like, and, you, and you at would what just point never you... expect somebody bad to be wearing that. Exactly. And that's yeah. where I'm wondering, were you, were you using it as a way to... Um, if somebody were to step out and say, "What what is this racket going on? What what's being smashed out here?" Yeah. And then they see you. Do they not panic and run? Right. But maybe. Yeah. True. Go, go to you for almost guidance, kind yeah. of. You know, and kind of like in a weird way, like when people used to like put lights on their cars to pretend to be cops back in the day, like yeah. pull you over. You think, oh, there's no way this person is gonna hurt me. They're on the yeah. side of the good people or whatever. Yeah, and then, you know, it it makes me feel a little bit better that, you know, she's not immediately probably afraid. She's not, I don't think she's immediately terrified. She is maybe worried, but... I bet you he didn't even say anything. I bet you it was so creepy. I bet you it was one of those weird, like, oh, shit, and then he just starts coming towards you, and then you see the fucking hammer in his hand, game over. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, like, default to, like, scary movies or TV shows, but, like, the, uh, she's training a class. She knows that people are going to be coming in. Does she think somebody's coming in early to help her out and is playing a prank on her? I don't know. Right. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. It makes me 
just gives me the chills. So I brought this case up to my dad last weekend um, because he was an avid listener, but he's worked so much and he's not really like an audio guy. Like he's more like a visual guy, you know, and I mean, YouTube videos, yeah, kind of. But he's more like he likes to like sit down and watch like a movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't really been listening to a lot of them lately, which is totally fine. But I almost kind of like it better because then I can sit down and tell it to him. And I'll be like, listen, I know you're not going to like listen to this episode. So I'm just going to tell you all about it right now. Like while we're having dinner or whatever. Like I kind of love the storytelling part of it. And it's kind of nice because instead of being like, hey, just go listen. I can be like, just let me tell you everything right now. And I brought this up to him. And first of all, I did not know that my grandma lives in Midlothian, Texas. So I didn't even realize that she lives there. So it's just kind of random. But so that's his mom. But then he his idea or his theory, I guess, at the end of it. um, And I said, I was like, oh, I might want to bring that up. But he said that this person almost sounds like they have that weird like. Um, how do I say this, like sense of like vigilante kind of thing. He goes, I wonder if it's somebody that like was like rejected or like as a cop or wanted to do something like that. And this is their version of like getting back. Yeah. And he thinks he goes, what if like that area had like a rampant, not like rampant, but what if like they had like a homeless issue or people were breaking into buildings and stuff. And he was hoping to like stumble upon somebody who was doing something bad in the church it was like almost an excuse to like do something bad to somebody. And I was like, I guess like, I didn't think about that. He goes, yeah. Like if that area goes, I don't know what the crime rate is there. He said, but if there's homeless issues and stuff, it might seem like an easy target. And if we don't know if that church has had these issues before, if he broke in to just like hope he stumbles across somebody like as an excuse and no one's going to miss a homeless person. That sounds bad, but you know, they're more likely to be victims. That's not, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. But then, so hold could, on, but then yeah. I read that it's actually one of the safest places ever. And so I'm like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> right, yeah. But if you do have somebody, and you see it in movies, uh, we, I feel like we brought it, I'm bringing it up movies again. Yeah. But um, because what your dad's talking about kind of sounds like it would be in a movie. Right, Someone no, who exactly. wanted to be the good guy yeah. and was turned down and so now is... Quote, right unquote, the bad guy. but doing it in the bad way right like he it started off with like good intentions like yeah. he wanted to like serve his community yeah. whatever and so could you it, this is a theory to go with your dad's theory where if they are there and their thought is how can i force my way into the police force right or get recognized as like a an honorary deputy or something yeah if i play the part I'm in the church, do what you did, you know, make it look like things were going crazy and someone was breaking in, Yeah. but you're just randomly breaking things, and if you happen to come upon somebody... Right, it looks like... You you can capture them, reprimand them, and then you look like the good guy. Yeah. Now, if Missy, he comes across Missy, and she's like, you're the bad guy in this situation, you shouldn't be here. Right. You know, I have this space rented out. Yeah. And then you... You flip a switch, well, not flip a switch, it's too because late you're still. Because she caught you. Yeah. So which... she caught you where you're not supposed to be, because technically now you have a witness. Now you're that, the bad guy. Yeah, that is exposed you because you broke in. Now, yep. now you're the bad guy. Exactly. Now you are for real, and now she's a witness, and now you have to get rid of her. So, but that it makes... doesn't make up for the fact that this person is so unidentifiable. Right. If you want to be the hero, you want to be identified. Yes, so, but in this case, it went terribly wrong. But something else but I you're thought not about. Planning on it going terribly wrong. No, no, yeah. no. But you were only look like the hero if you uh, stop somebody. Stop else. somebody that's bad. Yep. He killed an innocent person that was yeah. like a normal woman. And that's where I which think, he probably realized. Oh fuck! I'm you, so fucked. If you are uh, on that verge of willing to stage a robbery, right? Kind of how it sounds, in the hopes that somebody does choose to come in that you could you know, quote unquote, stop and be the hero. If you're on that edge in your mind, then it's only one more step to you're crazy. You could kill somebody. And if there's a person that steps in and stops you from looking like the good guy, you might end up killing them. This just blows my mind too, that this is not a big town. It's, and you don't know anybody that drives a Nissan Altima, like a light colored Nissan Altima with a little oval sticker that walks with a limp that has a big old gut. Here's like, another thing. Amazes me. 
could the person interestingly Are we enough say the because same thing, maybe what no, no no you, know, you go, go right ahead <laughs> i was just gonna say like are we thinking about somebody who's passing through like maybe somebody who wasn't supposed to no. be there for a long period of time because then i'm thinking how did you know she was gonna be there yeah no i think but is it a family member who said you, something like you brought up the limp yeah now i have a customer who sadly just over the last few months, uh, had the lower portion of his leg removed. Okay. And ha- now has a false leg there. Okay. Who walks very similarly to somebody who ha- is in that f- footage. Okay. So is there a possibility that this person is uh, an old army veteran or something? Oh. You know, something that... Yeah, which would explain the mental issues, yeah. honestly. Thinking that they're, like, doing good Having or the gear. I had an old neighbor that was, like... That makes sense. Ex Air Force or whatever, and and he used to always warn me, you know, get all the guns. The government's coming after us, <laughs> like a decade ago. And I love it. And I wouldn't be shocked if that guy ended up being a person that would yeah, do something like this, right? Trying to protect the neighborhood, but right. then also going psycho at the same time. I feel like I, I could like go on about this all day. There's so many like what ifs and yeah, that's, because that's... that would be now if the person is, does have a fake leg, <laughs> that narrows it down pretty quickly. I don't okay. <laughs> no you're right it does no I'm no, no. you're right you're right i because they're so covered i don't know how we would prove that but um this is one of those things where it's so obscure and right when you think that you're like oh it seems like he's doing it because of this or whatever then something you're like but then why Doesn't the fuck would sense. he do this yeah. yeah but that's kind of where i think like either they're mentally handicapped or deranged which you know when you do this stuff you kind of have to yeah. be even a little bit, um, or delusional, or whatever, off his meds. That's why that's like, you could go anyway. It could be one plan that turned into another one that ended in another one kind of thing. It just, these cases like this, the theories are just and insane. And the last part, yeah, the last part that, um, I mean, that is why this case is intriguing. Yeah. Because there's so many theories that you could go for, but then there's parts of it that doesn't make sense exactly. if that's the theory you Ex- choose to yep, follow. Exactly. Now, the only thing that uh, not causes me concern, but there's obviously a lot more footage about what happened after he killed her. Yeah. And what even led up, how much footage, how, real, how long was he really in the building right. before? You know, they what do they say? About a half hour before she Yeah, three fifty and they think she was murdered about four twenty. And so again, there's only a few minutes of footage. Yeah. In those other twenty five yeah. minutes. Is there something that yeah. gives it away that if if they're questioning, you know, a, a suspect, if they bring up something exactly. that's not in the footage, you know, right. they're holding it to yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, holding their cards they, close. There has but to be something, yeah. There obviously there is what is it? I don't know. And yeah. if the you know public was exposed to it, would it make more sense? But at the same time, you're running the risk of blowing your coverage, yeah. I suppose. I don't know. It's, yeah, the, the additional footage that we haven't seen probably says a lot about how or... How he left the building. How and Was he covered in blood? Like you almost think you'd have was. to be. Did, was there a trail leading somewhere? Yeah, I just feel like the, the, the minimal amounts of footage of this person just limping around yeah. slowly, almost meth- almost methodically, but with no intention. Yeah, exactly. But also with the intention to look right. like there's no intention. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And you're right when you said earlier, he looks bored almost. Yeah, like, come out, come out yeah. wherever you are. Like, you know, I don't this, know who I'm chasing this is after. Not, this is not, like, a super great example, but, you know, if you go to, like, a friend's house or a family member's house or something, and like you go inside and they're like hey sorry i'll be just a minute so you're forced to like hang out in this yeah. house that you've never been you just yeah, like kind of look kinda at like... stuff you're like oh look at these pictures on the wall over here and mm-hmm. oh they have a bookcase i'm just gonna go over here that's and look exactly at their books it. Or... like you've never been there yeah. and it's interesting but not interesting enough to be like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> yeah you're just like, and oh. then just every once in a while you just swing a hammer at the window <laughs> okay yeah like... anyway last little bit a couple years after her murder brandon wrote a long message for everyone to see I won't read the whole thing because it's pretty long, but he basically states that he's done searching for his wife's killer. He says how it's impacted his three daughters and how it causes them immense stress. Every day, they deal with not only the loss, but the brutal death of their mother, and they don't feel safe. 
they wonder if something like this will happen to them or happen to the dad. He says that instead of spending all of his time trying to track down this person, he's decided for him and for his family's health going forward to spend his time reflecting on the good and sharing Mrs. story and everything that she's done for others. He says this is what she would have wanted. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, he got, you know, and all the titles that were, were like, husband stops looking for husband doesn't care about finding wife's kill like all this stuff and that's not the point of no, it if, if you really go if you really go read it and i think it's because it was i mean two years or less after her murder he was like i'm done and i think a lot of people think that might be really quick yeah um but i think when you have three kids at home that you're trying to make like a normal life for again and they're all kind of grieving in their own way and they're all super scared and stressed out like it's not like Your mother didn't die from natural causes. No. You didn't get to spend months with her as she suffered on a hospital bed with cancer or something. You didn't get to spend all this time with her. She's just, you just went to bed and she was just dead the next day because some crazy maniac attacked her with a hammer. Like that's insane. And then not only that, but then your dad and your grandpa are being like persecuted and think that they did it. And then somehow in the middle of this, you're doing interviews all the time. Somehow you're supposed to still go to school. Like, there's so much. And then you have to plan a funeral. And then, uh, yeah. And he he was out there during those two years asking the police all the time, calling him all the time. Like, there's all this evidence that he was out there doing all these, like, vigils and stuff. He wasn't just sitting there. Yeah. And so he's exhausted. Two years straight of I doing all this stuff. just could not imagine. Yeah. And then, yeah, the that stress of... The fear that it might yeah. be a person come after you. Yeah, that they know and that it's somebody in your church or somebody that your mom knew or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, I, I can't say. I, I mean, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're I all pretty young, too. Yeah, they're all like in their teens or something. I mean, but yeah. and again, you're telling me they don't they don't have any info on the LinkedIn people. Yeah, I mean, which I find is that crazy. hard to believe. But at the same time, I mean, it is what it is, kind of, you know? Like, why wouldn't they not follow those leads? Right. So if there's anybody out there being like, nope, it's the person that, you know, messaged her or or the the person that she was having an affair with, quote unquote, then I don't know. And I know this is a long shot, but we don't usually cover unsolved cases, but there are phone numbers that I'll put up just in case this reaches anybody, anybody any idea who's should... like oh that guy's kind of walks like my grandpa or whatever and oh, he happens grandma. to drive an Nissan Altima. what does your grandma drive <laughs> i don't know but it's hmm. not a Nissan this Altima. is awkward are we about to <laughs> stop no, I don't know. well anyway as weird as it is to say every single time thank you and you're welcome thank you thank you thank yeah. you i uh yeah, this is the case. Once you guys watch the footage, and obviously as we've discussed it now, it, you will you will not forget the case. The moment you see that the the security footage, it's gonna all it always comes. It's back so to me. creepy, yeah. And if you haven't seen already, like good luck. Also, True Crime Garage did a really good coverage yeah, on this. Yeah, that was a long time. Yeah, ago, they too. did it a super long time ago. I mean, this case was 2016. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but I I think that was like. Before we started even lady palling it, <laughs> yeah, that was like no one knows four what and means, a half, but... five years ago that they covered it. So yeah, that's we're really only dumb. six years past this all happening. So. Yeah, true. Weird. I know. Weird, weird, weird. Well, again, thank you. Um, yeah, if you guys have any theories as to what might have happened or any, if there's any information out there that uh, maybe we didn't touch on, because there's obviously a lot of theories out there and i don't want to say information that like we didn't cover but i mean yeah. theories that we didn't cover they're like oh you know speculation on this guy or that guy like i want to know yeah leave it in the comments or um yeah there's actually us, you know? if you guys go look at any videos anything to do with this even if it's a 20 second clip the comment section and, and reddit reddit too but the comment section are always like oh i know this guy did it the police they didn't even look at this guy or i, I know it was somebody from her workout class that came early and then just took off their disguise and blended in with the workout class when the police got there like people <sighs> are full on in the comment section which yeah the weird thing is you can't be like you're crazy you're yeah wrong. because because there's so we many no we idea. have no idea i know i know wow All right, well, 
thank you for covering that. If you yeah. guys enjoyed it, uh, again, leave a rating on yeah. Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts, ratings, reviews. And yeah, yeah follow guys, us on Instagram. Say us something. Messages. Do a little thumbs up and I'm say something nice. I'm giving up on you. And I'll say something nice to you. That's right. You always do. Tracy's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of the True Crime Bander podcast, and we will talk to you guys next time. Catch you on the flippity flip. Adios. <laughs>